Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? Do you need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, grab your coffee, and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life, with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hey there, and welcome to the Best Practices in Human Resources podcast. I'm Brenda, the HR lady, and I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. Uh, If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for returning for yet another episode. Glad you're here. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Um, You're going to really enjoy, really, really, really going to enjoy today's show. It was a lot of fun to record. Um, Yeah. You're just going to enjoy it. That's all I have to say. I can't stop smiling because it was just an absolute blast. Anyway, what we do here is I am here to help you share with you the what and the how in human resources because I'm in the human business and that means that there's a greater number of dynamics in the workplace to balance and manage. And oh boy, howdy, isn't that true right now? Man, oh man. All right. So today I'm going to share with you employment law changes that are happening across the nation. I'm going to tell you where you can get access to the links on these articles that I call out. Our main guest today, we are kicking off November and our month-long tribute to veterans and (laughs) you're going to love this one. We've got Chris Tonto Peranto and he and I talk about honoring veterans and what employers can do. Uh, to support that veteran workforce. And later in the show, I'm going to share with you how you can get my best practices delivered to your inbox. Now, folks, just understand, please, that the information that is available through this podcast is, in fact, for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing any form of legal advice. You should contact your employment attorney to obtain legal advice if to respects to any particular issue you may be having. If you do not have one, go ahead and contact me and I would be happy to go ahead and refer to you one through our affiliates program and our friends over at Jackson Lewis. Okay, so some call outs today. We've got some good stuff. Uh, there's an article I'm posting up on the website. <clears throat> uh, this is brendathehrlady.com. You can click on the podcast link and it'll take you over to where these are housed and you can read them up for yourself. It's a pretty easy easy way of finding it if you don't know what the full title is. Um, a quick article on the ADA and explaining how ADA claims fail when employees accept a lateral transfer. Good information there. Um, also, temporary, temporary flexibility for employer I-9 compliance is expected to end November 19th, ICE has announced. Whether or not that's going to expand or continue, not really quite sure. Uh, but that's something you guys are going to want to you're going to want to look into. Voters in five states approve marijuana ballot initiatives on Election Day. <clears throat> Fun. And then also the CDC has offered tips to have a safe and jolly holiday season. Can you believe? Can you believe <laughs> that we're in the holiday season? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I always think that holiday season gets a big kickoff right at, like, Halloween, and then it goes all the way through to Super Bowl. And, yes, for some people, Super Bowl is an actual holiday which is pretty great. Also, lastly, federal court has upheld enforcement of grocery store face covering policy over customer claims of dis- uh, disability discrimination. And the reason why I'm putting that out there is that if a federal court has upheld it, then it actually opens the door um, to for other litigation and closes it on the likelihood that employers can actually uh, make the same claim. But you know what? <laughs> it's 2020. Anything goes. So who knows, right? But it's definitely good information to have. Over in California, California has offered a limited guidance on the new pay data reporting requirements, and uh, they are expecting further guidance coming down the road. Also, there is the expansion of the paid family leave that goes into effect January 2021. You guys in California need to stay up on that stuff. And then lastly, California does require board diversity and additional company disclosures as part of their company. Over in Colorado... Uh, There are some public comments received on the proposed rules implementing Colorado's Equal Pay for Equal Work Act. In Michigan, 
um, excuse me, not Michigan, Massachusetts, uh, has ordered a targeted COVID-19 intervention uh, effective November 6th, 2020. In Michigan, uh, they have extended and revised its restrictions on gatherings and face masks. And then Miosha has also issued temporary emergency rules for managing COVID-19 in the workplace. Over in New Jersey, the governor has issued a new COVID-19 stay health and safety protocols for employers. And New York <clears throat> has changed the routes on travel advisory as a test out optional for COVID-19 quarantine. And lastly, in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and Allegheny County has passed the Crown Act, which again is one of those uh, laws that are put into place that prohibits people from discriminating against different ethnic hairstyles. And that's what we've got as far as news across the nation. There are approximately 2,500 members of the U.S. Special Operations Community who transition out of active duty military service every single year. The Honor Foundation's dedicated its mission to serving these elite individuals on their journey to prepare for life once they take off the uniform. In the past few years, we've begun our own journey to reach this number, launching three physical campuses in San Diego, California, Virginia Beach, Virginia, and near Wilmington, North Carolina, along with a virtual campus to reach members of the community anywhere on the planet. I spent 26 years in the special operations community as a SEAL. I graduated from THS program, I served on the board of directors, and now I'm proud to lead this organization into the future to continue assisting these transitioning service members and their families. Our dedicated team, our world-class program, and our incredible tribes of supporters are standing by to help THF alumni and future fellows, and are committed to providing the best possible support system and resources to better serve this community. Our vision for the Honor Foundation is clear, to impact every transitioning service member from the U.S. Special Operations Enterprise through our programs and support and to be a catalyst for overhauling the entire DOD transition program. It's a big task, but the community deserves it, and we're driving full steam ahead to make this a reality. If you've been inspired with what the Honor Foundation's done in the last five years, I welcome you all to join us as we craft the next chapter in defining what it means to serve others with honor for life. since I took the time before a guest to actually introduce them, but this is our special Veterans Day salute, and this person really, really, really you're going to enjoy. Um, <clears throat> his name is Chris Tonto Parano, and he is an American author and businessman and former U.S. Army Ranger and security contractor. You may have known him uh, from <clears throat> the heroic actions that were portrayed by Pablo Schreiber in the film 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. He is known for his heroic actions while part of the CIA annex security team during the 2012 terrorist attacks on the U.S. Ambassador to Libya, Chris Stevens, and the CIA compound in Benghazi. He is also featured in the book 13 Hours, an inside account of what really happened in Benghazi, and is credited as a co-author and is an author of the self-help books The Patriot Creed, Inspiration and Advice for Living a Heroic Life and the Ranger Way, Living the Code on and Off the Battlefield. Folks, this is my interview and special veterans tribute with Chris Tanto Peranto. Oh my gosh, folks, we've already been laughing and I'm already starting to cry already from laughing so much. I want to welcome Chris to the show. How are you? Good. How are you doing, ma'am? Thanks for, thanks for having me. Oh no, are you kidding me? Thank you for being on. This is fantastic. This is this is gonna be fun. This is very clearly off to Oh yeah, start. I'm I'm pretty well off the wall. I, but most people that do fall, they know I'm I have my moments that are kind of funny and then some that are inappropriate, but they just turn to be funny too. I guess it's the same <laughs> thing. Inappropriate and funny are are, are synonymous. They, they kinda go hand me. in hand. Yeah. Yeah, I, they do. I mean here we'll look at like here, say look at there you Mickey, go. You know there you go, Mickey. Yeah, but you know, it's funny. It's like I, when I make a mistake, I usually make a mistake in reverse. It always seems to help the company out, and I'm afraid like I might get into trouble or something. Oh, like, get in trouble? See, you just, that's just like don't... the best mistake that could have been made. 
you don't ever worry about getting in trouble. Then you don't have to worry about your mistakes. There you go. <laughs> right, and, you, exactly. and you learn from them anyway. I mean, that's a, you got to make mistakes to learn. That's the best way to learn. Is to oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. So can you, so for those who have, the few people that probably have not heard about you. Well, there's, there's more than a few. No, I'm not that pretentious. No, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm one, like we were just talking about, I'm the one, I'm one guy that has not shot Bin Laden at all. That's inside joke, guys. Before we came on, it was an inside joke. So you won't get that, but we do. So that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> so here we go. There goes the waterworks again. So would you be willing to kind of give people just a quick summary yeah, of sure. your background? Um, I was in the Army for uh, Army and Army National Guard combined for about eight years. It was eight years uh, for both combined service. And I was a contractor for roughly around uh, 11 years. Actually, I even did a private contracting gig just a few years ago. And then I just finally decided to hang it up. So we could even add some more years into it. But um, I worked with uh, with uh, Blackwater Security for many years and also with Ocean Hunter Group and Nexus Security Consultant. Yeah, all those name dropping. Um, Greystone was another one. And then I was an army ranger with the second range battalion. I was active duty. Um, and, um, you know, I, I spent time with the agency with their global response staff. And that's hence where some people out there, you might know me from, from, uh, I was portrayed by Pablo Shriver in 13 hour. Benghazi, all those guys there on 9-11 at 2012. And, um, yeah, for those that don't know that story, I, I just, Hey, read the book, 13 Hours, What Really Happened in Benghazi, which is our, our team's mm-hmm. combination of what took place for that night with the help of Mitchell Zukov, who, who, who was our actual writer. So at that time, <laughs> you don't want SEALs and Marines and Rangers trying to write a book. It's like, hey, here, pull the tab. There's the RPG that goes across. Yeah, look at its color. And, but um, very well-written book. And it was our, our account, all of our accounts of what took place and Mitchell put it together. Uh, which I, I thought was very well done. And then also Michael Bay, which which I was very shocked but that we had Michael Bay, but he was tremendous. And he, I think he did a fantastic job. And I'm not just saying this, but the, because it's the movie that portrays us. Yes. But I think he got really war accurate as a movie could get because you see a lot of other movies out there. And they're great. I mean, I know some of the guys that were in these, in these situations from Black Hawk Down to... Uh, the lone survivor to American sniper, but it, you know, they, they get the grittiness, but they miss all the fun and the camaraderie and, and actually the colors, how vivid actually war really is. I think Michael got it right. So that is again, the movie 13 hours. Who Very, very well done movie. I thought it was. I did, it's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. I was a guy wearing shorts through that night. Then fight. <laughs> I was Tano guy with the shorts and uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't put the Mickey Mouse shirt in the movie. We had to put a panda shirt because of licensing, but I was also wearing, Hey, speaking of that, I was Mickey also Mouse. wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt <laughs> during that fight, during that firefight. If that tells you what kind of person and personality I am. So, um, and now for the last three or four years, I wrote a couple of the books, the Ranger way and the picture Creed, which is all of their faith-based book, faith-based books. Um, and they talk about adversity, never giving up, how to fail. We talk about failure. It's, it's actually, oh. those are the books are, they're about failure and not quitting and having, being able to succeed once you fail. Really, failure doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're done from down for the count. Failure is how you, how you improve. At least that's how I, I learned how I improve. And then I've also done some public speaking there and there. And we do a few podcasts now and then. I have a, my own podcast, which we've talked about. We'll get, we'll get the chicken soup from the soul. The author will get him on there. Yeah. Called the Battle Line Podcast, myself and a gentleman by the name of Ian Scotto, who, who do that. So uh, I so I talk about man, you know, I have Battle Line Tactical as well. I have a training company. I just did a training course in Indiana. I've become the entrepreneur. I just yes, didn't you think have. About that. You're, you're I just, a hard charger oh, now. I <laughs> I just I like oh my goodness. I do all this stuff. I do all this stuff. What the hell? (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) hey, you know what? There's there's nothing out in the world that says that you should have a stopping point. So no, you always have, and that's why I told told veterans that you're always going to have an objective. Just because you got out of the military, you don't get that op order. Still set that objective, set that goal for you, and then you got something to strive to. The guys that don't really is when you start to. I guess we're probably getting ahead of ourselves. We're not even talking about that, (laughs) but. I, you know, I talk to gentlemen and, and veterans that have post-traumatic stress and, or having a hard time in life. It's normally because they've stopped setting that objective because they don't have that commander saying, here's your op. 
Right. You don't need that anymore. You're the commander now. Set your own objective. Set that goal and try to reach it. Give you some direction. And but, and but like that's myself, perf- that's perfect because that's not limited to just veterans. That's mm-hmm. everybody in life. Everyone. And, and that's what <clears throat> you know. This is one of the reasons why I appreciate you being on so much is because you talk about mindset. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, a lot of the guys in the SEAL community when they come on, they talk about mindset too. But yeah. but mindset is so important. And what's great about this is that now you know at the time that this is being aired we are just on the other side of our election we have no idea you know what's happening as as we do this and that's okay but you know what i've labeled 2020 the year of chaos in the beginning and it from the middle of like right at the end of the no it was about it was towards the back end of july through today as we're recording this i've had four people i know pass away in a very short period of time and so i've now relabeled it 2020 is the year of hell <laughs> so uh, oh, I, yeah it, and it's it's how you it's how you see it it's every, everybody has their own views and own person, uh, yeah. personal experiences and so. everybody but everybody's going through it and you know we're we're getting to the end of the year we don't really know what's in store for us for 2021 um you know and i just i thought some of the messages that you talk about i just thought were great so in honor of where we are today and having a person who has yeah. gone through so much keep the mindset that's and you do keep the mindset you never give up you don't quit you, and i see this 2020 and I've, I've said this before is that this is giving everybody a chance to kind of reset and improve get yourself ready because mm-hmm. guess what the starting gates are going to open again life's going to oh and it already is life's going to start opening again this gives everybody the chance to prepare themselves so when those gates open like a horse race those gates open you're ready to take off whether it's like myself, I started the speaking events for me kind of shut down. So what yeah. did I do? Well, I started to I started to get in the podcast. Stuff. I started. To, I got my certification back because I, I watched the movie. I was insurance adjuster in between podcasts. That's what I did. I got the <laughs> certification back. You know, I started to get with with a lot of the companies I have merchant. You know, my, what I can do, what I can do to help facilitate and better myself with merchandise and 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 then also with my family. Being able to spend more time with my family. Basically, what I did is I, I I bettered myself in other avenues and also started to started to reach out into other other professions. So when that when the uh, starting gate opens, I'm ready to take off and still excel. What and again, so I set goals in different areas. It wasn't just okay. This is all I'm going to do. I'm just going to speak. I'm going to be on social media. I'm going to be on TV, and that's it. It's like well, okay. Can't really do a lot of this anymore. Can't do the speaking events. Don't really want to go on media anymore, the big mainstream media, because I think they really manipulate it one way or the other. And I've been there, guys. I know that. I'm telling you from the truth, whatever side it is, you're going to be picking a yeah. side. It's like, so what do I do? Well, this is what I can do. This is the this yes. is the control I have. My attitude. Yes. I have to control my own attitude. I can't control your attitude or anybody else's. I can control mine. What do I need to do so I can be successful? I started prepare myself for. For some of y'all out there, it could be going to get an education. You can do educations on, you don't go to school anymore. Just get it online. Prepare yourself with that or like yourself with the podcast or reaching out and, and looking with the SEAL founders, the community and seeing what you can do to help them, which may even help yourself. It's it's always the, the ones that, that, that oh my gosh, that, that go down the dang the slope. But when you look at them and you see what they're doing to try to help themselves or not, they're just feeling sorry for and I think a lot of people, it's not that they forget, they don't remember. You don't that, remember. Right. They don't remember. <laughs> yeah. They don't remember. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. don't remember that, you know, there are other people in the world that feel the same thing. And so, and so that's what happens. You know, we've talked about it before in the shows that when you do get stressed and then all of a sudden your vision starts to compress. Now, when you're in, you know, in the heat of a moment like you've been, yeah, you do get tunnel vision and, you're, and you have to stay, you know, focused in on something. But that, but that being said, in the heat of the moment, if you've well-trained and you've prepared yourself, and I'll tell you from experience, it doesn't go like this. Right. It comes like this and exactly. actually things slow your down. You're yeah. preparing yourself. And that's basically exactly. what I'm saying in my 8 million roundabout way. Prepare yourself. Yes. So when, yes, the stress starts to come, you're like, oh, I got this. All right. And yeah. now you got control of your world again. Okay, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That was perfect. It's opening your aperture. But that's the thing. People don't, we're not conditioned because 
you deal oh. with a lot of little stresses, but you don't deal like you don't really sure. hit a lot of the big major ones. And this is, you know, 2020 is a big major one. But one of the things that I have learned, and I know you're a faith-based individual, I'm a very yeah. faithful individual too, is that when the crap hits and it hits hard, there's a reason behind it. So I've stopped trying to figure out why is this happening? Yeah. Why me? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I always start thinking, it's like, okay, so what's on the other side of this now? And it's amazing the paradigm shift that happens when you take that on. It's the acceptance. It's just the acceptance. And it's easy for me to say right now because my life is going well, but it was harder back in the day when I was trying to find the acceptance of why are we getting thrown to the dogs? Wait a second. I just... I just went out the gate willing to sacrifice my life and now I'm being crap. What did I do to deserve it? And you try to start feeling sorry for yourself. What did I do to deserve this instead of, okay, you know what? There's a lesson to be learned here. I don't try to figure out God's got it. This is a path. Let's just keep rocking on this path, but I can still keep improving in other avenues. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to excel when it's time for me to excel. When that's going to be, I don't know. And I'm still ready and preparing myself instead of just going down that slippery slope of just like you said. Why is this happening to me? And every day you do that, it just keeps getting worse. What am I doing? Then you get angry. And then yes. you get, then you get, and then there's animosity. Yes. And, and then you turn on the TV and you see that most of the stuff we have on there is to feed an animosity or to yes. feed a side, which creates even more division and it creates more anger. And you're not seeing, I've done that test on social media where I've, and I think we talked, we might have talked about it before, where I've posted something positive. And then I've posted something negative. And I did that test on my own social media on Facebook where there's like, I had a few hundred thousand followers. So I think I got a good, you know, there, there's also, you know, there's probably statistics, there's variables everywhere. I think I got a good read on it. The good post would get three times less yes. follow shares than three times to four times less than the, than the negative. But man, we are feeding and really killing ourselves with the negative. The only way to get out of that Faith always helps. And you, have, and you have to work on it. And here's the thing. Human beings yeah. are wired to be negative as we are. We, we just see the world in negative light. And if you don't believe me, I do this and I do this when I do my training classes. And when I do public speaking, I'll have like post-it note paper up on the wall, right? You know, the big chart paper. And I'll give each one a marker. One's red, one's green or whatever. And I'll say, okay, you guys shout out single word emotions. And you with the green, you write down all the positive. You with the red, you write down all the negative ones. And it's amazing that in 15 seconds, the red list is always longer than the green. Always. I've done this hundreds of times and it's amazing. But it takes conditioning and it takes discipline and it takes grabbing onto something to make it through. And I think that's what we need right now is what are we grabbing on? Are we grabbing onto each other? Or are we grabbing onto the negative? Are we I grabbing onto the positive? I think grabbing on the pause, but I, I think the best way to, to do that, and I say it, and I've heard it from other veterans too, we, we are the ones that have gotten through a lot of adversity, which most have, but there's, you know, there's some that have just been through hell, lost legs and limbs and so forth, and how positive they're. Tom Block's a perfect example who, who lost his eye uh, during a, an attack in Afghanistan, uh, but is that your attitude, your attitude, you can control, you can control your own emotions, you can control your attitude, we're always trying to control everybody else, because it's always everybody else's fault, everybody else is doing this too, it's like, no, no, they may be a part of it, but it's your, your responsibility to see what they're doing and either get away from it, yeah. or try to help them by seeing a positive side of it, and, and either or, but the bottom line is, is your attitude is the one that's going to create the ability to either, okay, I'm going to help this person, or you know what, I, I just really don't want to hear it right now. I'm not going to get mad at you, but I'm going to be still, I still want to have my attitude good. I'm just going to walk away from it. I'm just going to turn another, turn the other cheek, just walk away, and then maybe we'll address this later. But bottom line is, is that my attitude is the one I'm trying to control, my discipline I'm trying to control, not yours. You that's don't the like only me. Thing you can control. You can't. You can't. You, and that's it. You can't. You can't control somebody else. You don't like me. No. There's nothing I can do about it except just keep living how I'm living. Yeah. Not try to appease you. Try maybe try to see your way if if there is a difference of opinions. And do you do your best. And I say try because I'm human. I try. I can't always see it. Your. I may never agree with your opinion on things. Right. But at least I'm trying to see where you're coming from. But then at the end, am I going to be? It's the acid. Am I going to be angry? my attitude 
or am I going to be happy? And that's how it ends. People yeah. are always thinking we can control each other. And it's just, it's not possible. It doesn't it, work. It, you know, but what you're able to control your attitude, honestly, you, you turn into a happier person. And that just, that's just a domino effect. And everybody around you, I, I really do feel, becomes more positive and at least starts to see things in a better light, more optimism than pessimism. But, but yeah, you're, you're right. You're right with the pessimism in, in today's world. And maybe yeah. it's always been like, I don't know. I, I've never really paid attention to it. You really know, I, I was thinking that too. I was wondering like, God, man, has it always been like this? And now with social media, is it just more prevalent because we can get to it faster or it comes to us quicker? I would put money on it that social media has a little bit had to do with the pessimism just a yeah. Tad, yeah i'm not taking that bet because you're right <laughs> it's just, yeah it's, it's, just, it's too and it's too easy you know yeah. when and it, it is true when, when you're when you don't have to be worried about getting jacked in the jaw for saying something you it leads you person to say more stuff and that's not a negative thing that's just hey you want to talk crap back back in the old day you want to talk crap all right let's go settle our differences I didn't say you're going to shoot him or cut him with the machete or anything. <laughs> Let's go settle our differences. Yeah. And it, not, I, every every fight that I've ever seen, and I'm not a big fighter, but every fight that the, the, I can count them on one hand, real fights that I've been on. Every time you're done, you be back in the old days, the good old days. I'm gonna you back better 40. friends. Yeah, back in the, you became better friends after that fight was over. It was, I man, yeah, you know what? Hey, hey bro, hug. Hey, you're so right. You just so you know, that's guys. That is so not women. Oh, that's not women. <laughs> that's all. You're right, and I can't speak on on even women fight. I've seen a few of those back in Grand Junctions. Oh my gosh! And especially when y'all wore rings, those were vicious. Oh my goodness, those were. And then yeah, they were they were anger forever. It was like yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. So it's a guy fights. You're right. It's I, guys I, right. <laughs> it's two women fighting. It's a totally different dynamic there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. There, I, you're right. I'm trying. Actually, I am. I'm trying to think of a girl fight I've seen where they actually became friends immediately after. Never. It usually took. It usually took a year. At least they didn't go to the bar and have a beer afterwards. No, no, no. It was at least a year to. I've seen them become friends, but it did take a long time. But that being said, again, you know, even in a fight, you can't control somebody's attitude even no. when you're punching them in the face. It's not going to happen. All right, man, how did we go down that rabbit hole? I don't know, but it was good. I really like that was a good one. <laughs> we, you know, this is such a fun episode because, God, man, we need to laugh. I mean, look at me. I'm, when I laugh, my, my eyes water. And you know you're getting me good because I'm constantly. I know. I, my mascara is starting. <laughs> I know. It, laughter is always is any that's the thing is people when they when they meet me they, and they've seen the movie and they meet me they're like you are the exactly like that guy and well yeah he, he did such a great guy of portraying you he did such a good job of portraying you well he's he's he, he's a tremendous person and i'll say it, it you know say it and i i you know I, I still consider us friends we we don't talk a whole bunch but we'll text with each other every, you know a couple months ago we were texting and and um and I said, I could see him and I, we could give each other a hug and say hi. And, but it was because of the, the closeness that we, we got on the set. And even before that, that his portrayal was, was, was accurate. Then I really think his personality, um, my opinion, he may disagree with me. <laughs> but I think it's, weird, it's somewhat similar, which helped. He's just, the only difference is, I mean, there's a big difference in size. I mean, he's like 6'2", 250. Nah, he's not 250, about 235. He's a big dude. He's a big dude, and yeah. And I'm little. I mean, I'm still, I'm still muscular. <laughs> I, I'm like 5'9", 160. So, but other than that, you know, I, he's just, and we're both good looking guys. I can't argue with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so, but he, he did it. But, it, you know, it also did, and that's what, Get you, get you out of your comfort zone. At that time, I really had a negative outlook on Hollywood, as oh. as a lot of us, a lot of people that who, and I, I, I'm not going to say I'm right, I, but I, I believe in God, Constitution. So if you follow all those parameters, I probably lean closer to right. But you get that, oh, Hollywood left, Hollywood left, Hollywood left. When I worked with him and all the other guys that were on set, Mr. Kizrin, John Krasinski, even Michael Bay, and I don't think Michael Bay actually even cares one way or the other, to be honest. But I didn't get that left-right feeling on set. I, I got that they just want to get the story right. 
And that's awesome. Yeah, so it, it opened up my eyes that maybe I'm not seeing, maybe not everyone in Hollywood is a crazy left-wing liberal. Maybe there actually are some good people. In, you know, it's, so you just don't make those predetermined notions. Now, now there, there's assholes on every side. <laughs> <You can't, laughs> but, but, but that's a great thing because my number one live and die rule, live and die rule is that in the absence of information, people make stuff up. And unless you have those really good connect, unless you make a connection with somebody and you assess it for yourself, you'll never know. And so yep. we don't like not having answers in our heads. So we create a story around it. Yeah, you do. By who you see around them, by especially if you're in the media spotlight a lot, you see how, uh, what media, what the media portrays them like. like most people would come to me. I, I'm sure they look at me as like, oh my gosh, he's a crazy three percenter. My just hates everything unless you're unless you're whiter than white and I'm like oh my gosh guys I'm actually Latino did you know if you didn't know that um, and um, no I am not you know I, I you know Trump 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 no I'm not like that it's not me either I don't care if you are but that's not me either but I guarantee you people that have watched Benghazi or followed it and they've seen me on TV you know I've attacked politicians because it was personal sure. and I, I dislike and I, a lot of the ones that I attacked on so on uh, on the media I actually had personal confrontations with them not just on the media it was face to face so um but that was personal and that was something that I experienced personally. and that was also when I was a lot angrier person uh, but um but again when I was doing that it had nothing to do with their political stance I didn't care left or right it was hey you're lying about what happened to us. You're calling the family members liars. Now you're also, and some of you have the responsibility to help us, and you left us behind, both on the right and left. So I got a personal issue. Yeah. And and that was that's and I I, I can see where people would come across and say, hey, you know, he's right wing, right wing. Well, no, I'm I'm I, I I probably lean more that way, I guess, but to say that I'm a, I'm way, way, way over on this end on the right side, no, that's incorrect. That wouldn't be right. And unless you get to know me, you're, I'm going to look at you and you're going to see a stereotype of military veteran. Yeah. With his hat like a like a redneck. He must be. He must be some crazy three percenter because he and he likes yeah. guns. You know, I'm like no. No. <clears throat> and I think and I think that's a big mis misnomer that people have with veterans is that they get out and they're like mortally yep. wounded or they're lifelong bitter or you know it's just like no and this is my bitter face right here here it is i'm so bitter <laughs> with your mickey mouse mug <laughs> i make you but no, you're, I was you're right to you're get right coffee to snort up into your nose when you did that so you just <laughs> don't worry it'll do it just roll through it i've happened before i know how to handle it just and i'll just keep drinking it up with me <laughs> but but you, you're you're right lifelong bitter and, and that's not that's farthest from the case and and I hope other veterans can see me if they are have do it because I've lost a lot of friends. I have during, um, not just over there, but at home too, like that have taken their lives because of, just because it, it's hard to turn, turn that off. When you have that, that, you know, you, to just, you know, you have that adrenaline and it is a lot of adrenaline to turn that off and be normal. Um, but that being said, I hope they can see that you can do it and you can actually still enjoy life away from, over there or away from combat or away from whatever life that was that's a good chapter turn it off close that chapter then start a new one yeah and those that can't do that which is what we kind of we went full circle circle here with the goals and, and the objective setting something new those are the ones that are that are, are very very happy very and are and finding your family again that is one thing that helped me finally Found my family. I thought I was missing something when I wasn't able to return to work, and I wasn't. I really just, but I just shut out my family. When I finally found them again, is when things started to turn around as well. And a lot of veterans don't think that because they think their family is the guys they were with. Or yeah, that is one of your families, right? But your mm -hmm. real family is the ones that you used to call when you were over. Right after our mission happened, it's the ones who you couldn't wait to talk to on the phone to tell them you're all right. Right. And guys miss, forget that. Yeah. And, um, I, know. and I, I don't know, maybe it's not a cool guy, but I was never cool regardless, so it did make it different to me. But uh, I, I, when some of the guys that I've seen that have come out of there, 
come out of their, their doldrums or depression, their post-traumatic stress are the ones that actually are able to pull that. All right, that chapter's done. I'm proud of it. Great things. I'm going to be able to talk about it for the rest of my life. But now I'm going to start this family over here, which is my wife and my kids. Yeah. And they're, able to, they're able to take off. And you know, and, and, I'll, and we should probably close with this because I know you've got to go. I've kept you just a couple minutes over. Um, has it really been 30 minutes already? No, it has. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Um, it's a sign of a good podcast and you lose time. Oh, wow. I thought it was like two minutes. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I talked over you. So if you got a few questions, let's, 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 I'll shut oh, no, up. You ask good. me questions and we can go. I was going to say too, I think what's important that employers recognize is that, you know, when they do, you know, work to recruit veterans coming yeah. in and it's based off of what you just said, you know, you guys close, you're closing that chapter. So it's an adjustment, right? But yeah, the thing is, is that when you're, when you're bringing veterans into the company who are in that transition process, don't keep their chapter open. Don't do that I, I, to them. Agreed. I, I you know, not saying that, that you can't say thank you for your service or, or be respectful because of that service. But what, what I like right now, I hear perfect. I'm working for a company called administrative strategies, working back in the insurance business again with the national flood insurance program. Um, none of them are, are you know, they, they know, most of them know my background. I don't go out there and tell them, Hey, this is, uh, but when they find out, you know, they're very respectful to me. Uh, and I think there is an amount of respect you have to give a veteran. You should give a veteran that's seen combat because it, it it's, if you haven't seen it, you can't know unless you know. And there's a respect that needs to be given because it, it is it is horrific. Um, and if they've got through it, they deserve that respect. But also, you know, don't be afraid to pour the workload on. And that's what veterans need is that, hey, I'm throwing you the dogs right now. Here's the workload. They can handle it. It's when you're kind of spoon-fedding them because you're worried they're not going to be able yes. to take it. They, yes. It's almost condescending. Yes. Uh, what do you think? Well, I've, been, I've been shot at by 8 million Taliban. Mm. I can handle a couple extra reports. Yeah. And that pisses us off a little bit as well. It's like, wait a second. So you don't think I can handle this paperwork? No, throw it at them. And even if they're complaining, guess what we do overseas when we're, we complain? We are the professional complainers, but we get it done. And you can ask any SEAL, Ranger, SF. We sit in a team room and we bitch, 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 and we get it done. That's yeah. just our personality. Um, our, and that's what you do. And, and you do, you have to. And that's what I, with admin strat, with the, the insurance stuff is like, hey, pile it on me. I, I can handle it. I need that. I need that work. I need that workload. I need that objective. And, yes. and give me clear guidelines of what's expected of me. We need, we need a little bit of that structure. We right. still do, no matter if we're in or not. Right. And just because you guys are vocalizing, we'll call it that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to put up with a little bit of the vocalizing. That's just how, how that's how we're built. That's how we're made. You, you come right. with the territory. That's right. You all are not made for parade. That's for sure. Yeah. No, no. Only, only if you're an officer. <laughs> but, I should say. Yeah, a high ranking right. officer. If you're above, if you're an 04 and above, then there you're missing. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you know, don't treat them. Don't treat veterans like they have PTSD. Don't treat them like they've been through hell and, you're just imposing whatever's going through your mind onto sure. them. Now, yeah. there are guys out there that do need the help. And yeah, be mindful of it. And there's definitely resources that you can tap into. However, here's my experience. And this is solely my experience because I had a really significant case one time that I can't talk about it in all detail, but it was, it was pretty bad. It was an individual who was feigning PTSD and getting all of this attention and it was inappropriate behavior. That's different. And that's, see, that's what a lot of employers, they don't, cause if they're, if they haven't been around veterans, if they, you know, if they're not in a heavy veteran community. You can't, you, you can't, you'd never be able to tell. You, you think that's know. normal because you've seen too many movies of it. And yeah, right, it's all Hollywood. Yeah. 100% oh. Hollywood. And if that, if, if veterans that do take advantage of that because they like to feel so, someone to feel sorry from all that, I, I get on guys like that. Yeah. It's, you, it's not a good fit. No. And, and if you're doing that feeling, then first of all, you're probably lying. Second of all, if you're enjoying that tension of somebody feeling sorry for you, remember what you used to do and what you used to be. And was that acceptable behavior back when you were whatever unit you're with? No. If you say no, 
and don't do it now because guess what it does? Just what you said with employers, it creates a stigma for the rest of us. And that's a stigma that's easy to, easy to embellish and it's easy to go and be passed off from employer to employer because it's revalidated again and again on the TV set, on a movie, but it's yeah. not accurate at all. No, it's not. And not to mention when you have somebody that's like that, there are way more deeper issues <laughs> than just yes. what you're seeing on the surface and they creep up to the top and say howdy they do oh, they do. yeah that's it and always you know if, if that's the case i always tell employers if that's something that's going you find out find out the unit that they're with and there's always that's that's one beauty with social media that you can do is there's always these different unit pages and, and you're more welcome hey report it most guys will handle it themselves we will handle it in-house we just have to find out. So like if, if there's a ranger that's doing that or he's somebody that's claiming to be a ranger and he's doing that in a job, believe me, we will find out if the proper channels, if it's gone through the proper channels. And if it's social media, that's one benefit of it. It does allow us to find out and then we'll nip that in the bud. Or chances are an employer will have an actual real ranger or SF guy there that will find out, hey, uh, this gentleman, Mr. Smith, he's claiming to be something that he's not. Go fix it. Yeah. And it'll take be taken care of. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that because that really nobody really talks about that. And that oh, happens yeah. a lot. Now, that's good. To, it's good you mentioned it. it really it's, is. There's nothing, you know, there's not a lot of background check companies out there <clears throat> that will do a military background check anymore. And people don't know to ask for a DD-214. Yeah. And they don't know how to read a DD-214. I mean, I just, you know, if somebody tells me that they're a team guy or they're a SEAL, it's like, all right, fine. I want to oh. see a DD-214. And if I don't see 5326 on there. Then you don't. <laughs> no, then it, 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 or if they don't show up, then they're just, you know, they're another yeah. poser. But you know, I, I mentioned, we had Eddie Penny on a while ago and we were talking about background checks and I mentioned to him and I thought he was going to reach through the screen and say hello at one point. But um, I told him, I said, there was actually, it took place up in Pennsylvania. There was a sheriff that was up for reelection and for 18 years, nobody went and verified his background. And he kept saying that he was a Navy SEAL. He's, you know, starting UDT, went right. into two never there. Right. As a matter of fact, there's a case going back to 1999 where a federal marshal was terminated because he falsified his background saying that he was a SEAL as well. Federal marshal. How many of those arrests that he made have now yeah. been Tangled, you know, discredited? Tainted. They're discredited, yeah. They're challenged, right. So, you know, it's <clears throat> do your due diligence on that stuff. Well, you, you said something. perfect. Just DD-214 and make sure you have somebody that knows how to read it. That's a responsible yep. HR department right there. Yep. That's the world we live in. And, and, that, and that's how you cut it. it. You nip it in the bud right there. Yeah. And if no, you don't know how to but, read it, there's a lot of people out there that do. And you know, I don't know why anybody would want to see their seal anyway. <laughs> <I'm> a ranger, <laughs> maybe, but a seal. No, I'm kidding. I, love, <laughs> I, had, I had to finish with that one. Yeah, I, I had to. You're so proud to. of yourself. <laughs> yeah, take that. Take that, Blue. I love, uh, I love it. No, I, I, I agree. And I, I always tell employers because this, this is the kind of guy you'll get a guy that's just happy. Yeah, maybe a little, not over the, yeah, sometimes over the top fun, but this is, this is a veteran. This is somebody that I, I don't like to say that, I, you know, I don't want to speak for all of them, but this is how we are. We like to have fun. We like the work. We want to be pushed. We want to be challenged. Give us some guidelines. All right. Thank us for our service, but don't treat us with kid gloves like we're broke. Because we're not. We're actually harder than we've ever been. Yeah. Literally, I just hardened. And in terms of hardness, I mean tough. That's I had to say hardness is military word. Let's use civilian word. Tough. And then you got to learn the actually. You know what you should do for this is another good one for an HR department. Do the vocab like the tough means hard. You know, so you're transferring civilian words into military words, so you know when a military word when somebody from the military says some word, you know what it translates to. So it's a great job. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Get right and on. And we talk this, a lot. <laughs> we can't shut up. We're always just talking. <laughs> well, this is. Oh, uh, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. No, but you're, you're awesome too. And, and, uh, Thank you. Guys, let's face it. Stress 
is an absolute killer. It really is. And in this COVID environment, the election stuff, 2020, it's, it's, it's insane with all the challenges that we've had to face this year. And we all need to manage our stress. One of the biggest points that I talk about in HR leadership is that first and foremost, you have to take care of yourself. You have to manage your stress. You have to manage what you eat. You have to manage how you're physically moving. We're in a, you know, we're in this mindset that we're in this different environment and it's the quote unquote no normal and, but yet it's temporary. Well, temporary, it could be a couple of years. So if you're not paying attention to what you're putting in your body, what you're putting on your skin, what you're consuming liquid wise, how much sleep you're getting, what you're moving. I'm telling you, if you're not paying attention to that, you're going to burn out and it's really easy to burn out in this type of industry, into this field. It's very, very easy because we're constantly taking on everybody else's issues first. Think about it. You wake up in the morning, <clears throat> you do everything that you need to do to get yourself ready, kinda, and then, but you also have a household that you have to get ready. And it could be that you're sharing parenting responsibilities with another parent. Kids are, you know, taking school at home or on a regular day, you might be actually making lunch and sending, you know, junior off. Who knows? <laughs> it depends on where you are, right? And then you run off to work and you deal with other people's problems. So from the time you wake up, you deal with other people's stuff. You get in your car, you deal with other people's stuff. Or in this day and age, you may walk down the hall, open the door, turn your computer on and start dealing with other people's stuff. You spend the whole day dealing with other people's stuff. And then you come home or you shut the door, shut the computer off and walk back down to the kitchen to deal with other people's stuff. At one point, are you dealing with your stuff? right? So you have to figure out how you're going to go ahead and start taking care of yourself. All right. How you do that is by making some changes in what you put in your body and how you move it. Two things that I've done for myself, and I do not get paid for this. I'm going to tell you right now, this is, I really truly believe in these things is that I've worked on improving my sleep and improving my recovery. I've also worked on improving my eating. By doing so, I wound up really digging into and using the MASF Smashing Greens. And it has helped keep my immune system up by, by, by incorporating that dense nutritional support that I know I need, okay? I am not the best eater on the planet. I'm telling you right now, I really am not. But by incorporating that, I've done better for myself. I've also helps manage my stress because it allows me to sleep better. And one of the things that I use is a THC-free CBD gummy by Naked Warrior Recovery. Helps me recover from the day, lowers my stress, helps me disconnect, stop thinking, and helps me literally achieve a solid seven hours of good restful sleep each evening. Now, you can get the Naked Warrior Recovery CBD gummies or any other Naked Warrior Recovery product at 20% off in your first initial visit. And that is by using this code called Naked HR. All right. I'm, I'm telling you, I swear by it. The dog uses, he's got liver gummies when he's getting all a little too anxious about stuff. <clears throat> it, it just smooths you right out. And, and with their energy drink, it also, with the caffeine and the CBD, it keeps you very, very, very focused. And if you guys want a free sample, you want to try what one of those is like, go ahead and email it to me. But it's verified. I'll go ahead and send one out to you. It's verified. It's, it's, there is no THC in it. So if you're concerned about, you know, popping a drug test, you have to, you know, take that consideration yourself, but it does not contain THC. It has been proven and verified. All right. So you guys know, I love your questions. You know, I love your questions. All right. Um, and how you can submit your questions to possibly be read on the show <clears throat> is clicking on the podcast link for the menu. Down towards the bottom of the podcast page is a submission form uh, for you to go ahead and post your question, which I may read and answer on an upcoming episode. Again, the website is brendathrlady.com. So this to me is a loaded question. <clears throat> and I think this is what's kind of happening across the country right now is that we see a question like this and everybody just immediately flocks to an answer. We're losing our ability to take that step back and think critically. And I challenge you guys through the rest of the year, 
just from now until New Year's Eve. You can you can go back to doing this after New Year's Eve if you don't want to do it anymore. But I'm going to challenge each one of you to take on <clears throat> is to instead of just launching into an immediate answer in the Facebook groups, in you know feeds that you're using, take time, critically think, ask questions. So here's the question, all right? Is it legal for an employer in the United States to fire you for putting in applications for other jobs? My separation notice says, quote unquote, employee started actively looking for other employment, hyphen terminated, end quote. <clears throat> this should be a huge flag to you. There is more to the story than just this. To answer his question, there's nothing out there that prohibits an employer from terminating you if you are looking for other jobs. The question is, what else happened that got you terminated? Because just looking for another job or just actively looking for another job? <clears throat> and I'm, I'm holding a key piece of information back. This gentleman worked for a government agency. Let me tell you something. To get fired by the government takes almost damn near an act of Congress. So something else was going on. No doubt in my mind, okay? It probably was the easy way to get this person out. That's my guess. But there's more to the story. I know there is. I don't know what it is, but I promise you there's going to be more to the story than something like that. Um, but if somebody is, you know, actively looking for a job, you know what? To be honest with you, if you find out about it, good. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to sound snarky or anything, but if somebody doesn't want to be with your company and, you know, they're not a high value player or they're not, you know, your, your top tier employee, it's okay. Let them go. Let them go find something else because you're going to be able to replace that person. And I, and I know if you're out there, you know, looking for candidates right now, I'm thinking like, oh my God, Brenda, what are you smoking? Right. That's not, that's not the case. It's hard to find candidates. Yes and no. Kind of depends on, on where you're looking and, and what the job is. But you can replace an average to a satisfactory employee with an average to a satisfactory person and candidate to come in and fill that position where you're going to have the problems and where you should be mostly concerned is your high caliber employees. Those are going to be the ones that you're going to say, hmm, okay, look, I understand that you're looking for new jobs. Let's sit down and talk, right? Or that person that has that deep institutional knowledge, if, if, if it, if it hinders, if the person leaving hinders your ability to move the company forward, I'm not saying it's a greater effort, but you're going to have a different dynamic when that person leaves rather than just your average player and you'll be able to recover from that faster. Okay. So just food for thought, paradigm shift, switch your thinking, um, you know, if you have a lot of people leaving, that's a totally different subject, but we're not talking about that, right? We're just talking about this one person. This is a loaded question. <clears throat> I think there's more to the story on this one. And that's what I'm encouraging you guys to do is to take a step back. Now, how many of you, when you heard this, instinctively went in your head an answer that you would have posted online had you sat and, and read it? Think about that for a second. Is it legal for an employer in the United States to fire you for putting in applications for the job? My separation notice says employees started actively looking for other employment terminated. Instinctively, we want to say, God, man, that sucks. That's not fair. That's not right. But this is where when you hear that, right, when you get that internal reaction, that's when you take that step back and say, hmm, what else is going on here? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Help me understand. That's like my favorite phrase. And it's really funny because anybody who knows me really well, as soon as I start saying, help me understand what's going on, help me understand this, they're like, don't use your HR voice on me. <laughs> they all do it too. It's really funny. Okay, guys, look, got a couple things to share with you. Being part of a solid, uh, part of being a solid HR champion is knowing what to do and when to do it. And some of that comes with practice. Some of it comes with instinct. And the rest of the time you cheat. <laughs> Just kidding. In which you use an HR planner. And uh, the new 2021 HR planner is coming out in December. Uh, I'm currently taking pre-order sales until November 15th at a reduced rate. Now, if you've purchased the 2020 version of the best HR planner on the planet, 
then this version will blow you out of the water, promise you, because I've added more. In the planner, you're gonna find an overview of what HR pros and champions do, what skills are needed, as well as detailed work activities that you can use to help craft your own job description and also help guide you so you understand what you need to get good at as you progress in your career, okay? You're gonna find a breakdown of the various employment laws that companies are required to follow based on company size or employee size. It's gonna provide a deeper dive into what federal contractors need to adhere to in order to be compliant. There's gonna be a 12 month overview of HR compliance deadlines, the 12 month actual planner with tips and tasks to help keep you on course and a list of US holidays and observances, <gasps> a year end checklist and access to over 60 online resources. And believe it or not, there's more, promise you. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost twice the size as last year's, okay? You can go ahead and order your 2021 copy at a discount until November 15th. And you can find this at brendathehrlady.com. Click on shop at the top and your planner will be shipped to you in December. Grab your copy today. Get a head start on planning your tomorrow and, you know, just kiss 2020 goodbye. <laughs> just get ready to welcome 2021, all right? We'll put a lot of this stuff behind us. Um, again, look guys, we're having real conversations, real time with real people. They're awesome. This is a growing group in, and they're just fantastic. All right. There are new and exciting changes coming over the next several months at the next gen women in HR community. I say that because we're constantly changing and we're constantly getting better. Uh, this is an awesome group of women and men and we're growing strong and fast. I can speak for the group and share that we would love to have you join and get into the conversation. Again, you can find us over on Facebook. It's called Next Gen Women in HR. When you get there, you have to answer three questions. If you don't answer the three questions, there's one that you can bypass, but if you don't provide that information, we're not going to let you in and the reason why is because we have dedicated HR people in there. We have one vendor right now that's in there. And the only reason why we have a vendor in there is because I actually uh, am working on a project with them that I know can benefit people in this group. It's a really cool project. Can't talk about it just yet, but um, <clears throat> he's already posting stuff in the group that will help check it out. Um, if you would like to, um, you know, get a little bit of extra education at no cost right now, a little HR, a little HR juju, you can go ahead and take the free HR leadership course. It's a very short course that covers six aspects of HR leadership that I believe are everybody would need for anybody who's an established pro or an, an aspiring pro. All right. These are things that you need to be mad that you have to master. Even if you aren't an HR manager or you're just looking to get better at being a, a better people leader, if you're listening, these six aspects absolutely are going to help you. And they are all available, like I said, on my free HR leadership course at brendathehrlady.com. I'm going to be honest and let you know that it is my secret goal to have you join our HR coaching and mentorship program so that we can help you skill up, feel confident in your HR progression, feel confident moving forward, feel confident with the decisions that you're making, okay? When you sign up for the course, you're gonna get my best practices and updates delivered directly to your inbox. Pretty awesome stuff. If you guys have been enjoying the show, please do me a favor. Can you hop over either to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever it is that you get this show delivered to you? Please leave a five-star review and I would greatly appreciate it. You guys are welcome to go ahead and connect with me. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Brenda the HR Lady. You can also find me on LinkedIn uh, just by using my name, Brenda Neckvottle. That's spelled N-E-C-K, like the thing you want to choke. V as in Victor, A-T-A-L. And I also co-host another show called The Real HR Show with the evil HR lady herself, Suzanne Lucas. She's awesome. Love working with her. And lastly, you can jump on the website at brendathehrlady.com where you can read the news updates I called out earlier in the episode simply by visiting the website, click on the podcast link at the top, and then you can get this week's articles. Guys, thank you again. Once again, a salute to our veterans. We love you guys here. Um, just excited to be part of everything that happens with the Honor Foundation, um, with the UDT SEAL Association, and all of the other organizations that, uh, in the Naval Special Warfare community that I participate in. You guys are great. I've learned so much from everybody here. And uh, it's my goal this month to turn around and help give back 
by, again, helping employers understand what the veteran community needs. So you guys have a wonderful week.